Well, I guess we're going to call it Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Back in the saddle. Same old, same old. Fat, ugly, and old. <laughs> That's why I'm not on TV. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show. Let's talk. My name is Mike. This episode is, I didn't sign up for this. There you go. Kind of thought that when I went to boot camp, you know. They don't really tell you what the Marines are like. Well, back in those days, it was a lot different than it is now. And you get down there, and it's like, wait a minute, I don't think I signed up for this. This wasn't the Marine Corps I signed up for. It's more like Gomer Pyle and MASH, isn't it? <laughs> nope, not at all. So anyways, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. It is Wednesday, hump day, hump day, hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. Let's get started with the show and start with our prayer. Lord God, our Father in heaven, all things, all glory, all praise, all honor, always, Lord, first and foremost is to you because your love and your grace and your mercy has been shown to us. And throughout the ages, Lord, people have tried to deny your word and say it never happened, it doesn't exist. And yet all we have to do is look around us, Father, and see that you, in fact, do exist and you are holy, and you are great, and you are wonderful, and wonderful is your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. Today is first scripture, Matthew 24, verse 36. You ready? But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Matthew 24, 36. So we got lapdogs. You know what a lap dog is? <clears throat> Other than the dog that sits on your lap and you pet him and so forth, we have this ginormous um, Labrador, Red Lab it's called. And, you know, used to let him get up on our laps when he was a little puppy. Well, now at a hundred and a quarter pounds, <laughs> he thinks he's still a lap dog. You're going, <coughs> no, get off, get off. <laughs> Anyways, it's not that kind of lap dog. Lapdogs is a phrase or something that would be used to depict someone who is, um, well, they don't think for themselves, they don't act for themselves, they don't do for themselves. They strictly do what they're told, and they don't ask any questions. So there you go. And what we have is we have the, this, you know, these partisan hacks that are running America's uh, at one time, a once respected institutions, and now we're completely, utterly, and maybe even irredeemably shameless. What are the, I, you know, when you think about what's going on and how things are going in the direction they want to go in, what other verdict can one reach, quite honestly? Well, now we have special counsel John Durham's report on the FBI investigation of President Trump during the 2016 campaign. <clears throat> now, it's been several shows, at least since I brought up John Durham and uh, what he was up to. Well, he was, he was um, tasked with the job of doing the deep thinking and the deep looking and the deep research and there was no partisan politics involved in his job. Amazing how they found somebody like that. But anyways, so he came out earlier on, on a few occasions with certain things, 
certain evidences, one of them, no doubt, you know, undoubtedly, pointing to Hillary Clinton and other individuals. And, uh, you know, this was all part of that Steele dossier and everything. So this is part of that. Well, it should never, ever, ever, you know, the investigation in the Trump's supposed meddling and um, cahootsing with the Russians and whoever else and so forth. There, the, the investigation never should have happened, not in a thousand years. But you had the news media, who are supposedly independent servants of democracy. They demanded that every Republican swear pretty much on their children that the 2020 vote was free, fair, and won by Biden. And they were more than happy to go along with it. You see how it works on both sides? But now we know. Now the real election meddling, we find out, no doubt, was state-sponsored. That means the government, at the highest level. The FBI failed, miserably, (laughs) failed miserably, to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law. That's according to... um, Special Counsel Durham. Durham. He also found that the agency kicked off a full-fledged probe at the height of an election into a presidential campaign based on raw, unevaluated, and ultimately dud information. Pretty much there was nothing there. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. And yet we were lied to and we were led down that rabbit hole whether we wanted to go or not. And each one had their own agenda, but in the end, they were all in it together. They ignored exculpatory evidence, and they were blinded by preconceived notions. It was the talking heads kind of thing. It just, no matter who you asked, it was the same old blah, 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 blah coming out of their mouths. Kind of like, you know, especially with the liberals, right? The same old blah, blah. And conservatives do the same thing. you got to be able to think for yourself, everybody. Put it in your own words, in your own understanding, in your own faith and belief. If not, you you know, you're not really coming out with anything that would impress anybody, I think. You know, that's my personal opinion. You know, you're just like the Keystone cops. Everybody running around doing the same thing and they don't know which direction they're going in. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. You know, J. Edgar Hoover ran the FBI in the same manner. He was as crooked as they come. He was definitely what they would call a lapdog. This is damning. This is really, you know, the world looks at this and says, what's going on over there? They're aghast at what they're seeing happen because they never thought, based on what our laws are, that's right, still on the books, and our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, our fight for freedom, this and that, they're confused. And a lot of them are saddened, especially the older people, because they remember the time when this country was so great It was so great. So, you know, we have different individuals doing different things. 
And all the time, the public was fed this ridiculous steel dossier, which turns out to be a document about as authentic as a Rolex purchase from a briefcase. <laughs> you like that one? As if it were the Ten Commandments, but it wasn't. The Rolex purchase from a briefcase. I came up with that because I remember down in New York City, you, they, they're all over the place. They, well, they used to be. I don't think they probably are anymore. In fact, last time I was down there, you didn't really see them much anymore because they've been cracked down on. But, you know, there was people walking around with, I mean, literally briefcases they would open and their supposed, you know, authentic Rolex watches and diamond bracelets and necklaces and all this kind of stuff and gold. I remember when I was over in Italy, it was the same thing. You know, I had a guy come into a restaurant, an old timer, where I was eating, and he's trying to sell me this beautiful cameo pin, a uh, brooch, for like he wanted like twenty bucks. Well, you you learn right quick when you go overseas like that, <clears throat> you barter. You don't ever, 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 ever give them what they're asking for. It like we were uh, recently or not too long ago in Mexico one time, and somebody wanted to sell us one of these, you know. Spanish blankets or whatever for $60 because of the quality of the, 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 the thread and everything. Yeah. I gave him 20 and we got a blanket. So anyways, you know, they come out with all this stuff and tell you it's the real deal. Well, that's why I brought that up because I thought it fit here. So that's that. And in the end, it's all been a pack of lies, just everything and anything over and over again. Everything they're accusing whoever of is exactly what they're guilty of. The worst part of it is that still nobody has gone to jail. Nobody has been brought up literally before a judge. And I'm just saying. Well, just for fun, let's look at this. How's that? A little fun time. Gene Simmons, founding member of the band Kiss. So his... <laughs> Gene's all about money, and I'll bet when he saw this happen, <clears throat> I bet he cringed a little bit. So he sold his mansion. If you ever watched the show, I think it was called Family Jewels, and they followed him around with his family and all that, and he lived in this uh, big Beverly Hills mansion. Well, he sold it. I don't know when. Um, but, oh, actually in 2021. Anyways, he sold it, $16 million. Well, um uh, some company or whatever came in there, a property company, and they redid um, the entire home and sold it for $48 million. There you go. <laughs> Let's make some money on this one. So listen, look up tonight. <clears throat> and um, I think it's almost for the entirety of the rest of this month the moon has what they call the Da Vinci glow. This is really kind of a ghostly thing. And it's going to illuminate the crescent moon this evening and, and so forth for the next weeks or so. And what it is, it's a ghostly shine that'll be visible in the coming days before and after the new moon. So the new moon, there's no, you know, you don't see it. It's up there, but you don't see it. Anyways, because there's nothing shining on it, there's no reflection coming to it. But in this situation, there is a reflection. It's actually the sunlight is reflecting from the earth onto the moon. And it gives this eerie haze along the very bottom of it. Some people call it a fingernail. 
you know, uh, moon because it's like, you know, just kind of reminds you of a fingernail when you clip a fingernail. So anyways, that's going on right now. So take a look at it. doesn't say anything in the news about whether it's uh, once in a lifetime or twice in a lifetime or whatever. But Da Vinci is the one who got his name put to it. And we all know he was quite into the uh, the realms of those types of things. So let me ask you, <clears throat> after I take a drink of water. What's a natural family? Nowadays and for as of how late, you know, another one of those redefining moments because they redefine what it means, right? As Clinton would say, what's your definition of? That was when I really looked into politics and says, wait a minute, they're not going to actually buy that, are they? You know, hook, line, and sinker, they did. Anyway, what's a natural family? Quite honestly, uh, I know what I think it is. I know what the Bible says it is, which is what I think it is, you know, for my own self. But there's no question right now, there's a lot to be concerned about in our world today, right? And as we descend deeper and deeper into darkness and depravity, you know, it's just, there's no end. No end whatsoever. No end in sight anyways. Now, near or at the top of the list, I want you to listen to this now, is sexual deviancy, hedonism, and depravity that is seemingly everywhere as this LGBTQ P plus. See, I told you P plus. I told you that for quite a while on this show, and I've known about it, my gosh, at least for 25, 30 years, if not longer. I think longer, actually. So anyways, you got these mobsters of that group are celebrating the conquering of hearts, muck, and souls every day, and then that is also the family. Once there was a time where there was a thing <laughs> referred to as hardcore pornography, but not anymore. It was considered, if it was, you know, a skin flick as they call them, that was hardcore pornography but not anymore. And they're bringing this to our schools. Some of our so-called Christian schools under this quote-unquote banner of diversity and equity and inclusion, same thing. Just like our education system, which you would think they would, okay, you know, they're secular and they're not Christian and so forth, but the Christians are doing the same thing. We have the public library no longer a, a safe haven for reading. Oh, not if you're a parent concerned about your children because they've gone absolutely woke. But then again, they have a lesbian activist president who leads the American Library Association. So you really can't, you know, it's a no-brainer, right? And her perverted sexualization of especially young children's reading materials, is now nationwide. No longer little pockets here and there. No, no, no. Talk about opening the can of worms. Here you go, people. 
You know, not too long ago, our pastor in church, at church, and he can't remember, because <laughs> I asked him, hey, can you get me that information? You know, I didn't ask him at the time, and I should have. So I asked him, I don't know, you know, a, 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 a later time, and he was, oh, I have to try to find it again. And God bless him. He's an old timer, so, you know, I know, I understand. It's hard to remember where you place that. Anyways, <clears throat> there was a document found without being searched for. It just happened to be something that, holy cow, look at this. What is this? And it was, it was more or less the blueprint of, or a blueprint that could be used and was being used in certain countries already at the time, because I believe it was in the, I don't know, I can't, you know what, I don't want to get into the, I remember this, I remember that, and I'm not sure, because I don't want to give you erroneous information, but with that being said, it talked about how to take a country like ours and turn it into a socialist, communist country. There were like, I I want to say there were 22, hey, Tina, All right, I'm going to ask her. She's better at remembering stuff like that. And uh, but it's the it's the it's it's a very brief but detailed laid out plan on how you usurp a government such as ours, such as what we're seeing happen. And I'm going to ask her if she remembers. Do you remember how many? Remember that time, Pastor. Talk to us about that communist goals that they had, they found in a safe. Do you remember what year he said that 19, was? I don't know. I think the book was written in 1912 or something. Okay, in early brought, 1900s. Back in the First World War. And it was brought back from the First World War. And it was what, like 22 manifest or 22 steps something or something like, like that? that? Yeah, and we're there. Yeah, and it was an amazing thing. When he read the list, he, he sat there going, wait a minute. This is like a hundred years ago, right? At least, and we are watching the literal fulfillment, right? It was, it was just, yeah. I know for myself and my wife, socialism. Yeah, we sat there stunned, and it was like I said, it was. People don't know the difference between social programs and socialism. Yeah, because it was, uh, they were looking or doing something else, and they found it, and they're like, "Wow, what is this?" And it was in official. in a, it was yeah, it was an official thing, so it was like in an official folder. But anyways, re- irregardless, in 1963 they had what they called 45 communist goals to take over. Thank you, honey, to take over America, and they were read into the congressional record. You know what? I think as I came across this, as I read this right now, because I put my notes down and I don't always look at them. You can probably tell by the way my show goes sometimes. This might be what I'm talking about. Anyways, so 60 years later, they pretty much accomplished all of them. The plan was, number one, capture one or both of the political parties. Well, that's a definite. Check that off, right? Get control of the schools and teachers associations. You can check that off. Infiltrate the press. Check that off. 
Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and movies. Check. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and press. Check. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Check. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Check. Infiltrate the churches. Done. Infiltrate and gain control of the big businesses and unions. Done. Discredit the family as an institution. Yeah, they got that one. And encourage promiscuity and easy divorce, emphasizing the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Those are just a few of these 45 communist goals to take over America. The plan, very well thought out and expertly executed. Individuals that come up with these plans or or develop these plans, they're not, you know, fly-by-night kind of scholars or something. These are deep-seated, deep, deep-thinking people in these, in these realms and in regards to this sort of thing. Psychologists and psychiatrists, you got political individuals, you know, the whole gauntlet of people that would know how to perform or know what would be needed, and they develop these goals or these, these manifestos. And here, you know... Again, the plan obviously was well thought out and expertly executed. Look at where we're at. Here it is right here, folks, bottom line. And interestingly, also, as I said, remember I said the paradigm shift where they create a scenario or or an issue, whatever you want to call it, and it's, it's against the grain. It's against what you think and know already and you know what your faith and hope and stuff is and they uh, they they just gradually put enough pressure when needed over and over again to change your mind to change your way of seeing things so you know what was once considered absolute debauchery and pornography and all these kinds of things all this stuff that i said on this list incrementally, incrementally, yeah, okay, little by little, (laughs) sorry, I'm knobbing my mouth here, little by little at first, and then, you know, more and more often, and then they start talking about it outright, I've talked about this on my shows many times, and it's weird, because even when they talk about it, and they advertise they're going to do it in the way that they present something, whatever it might be, nobody sees it until it's too late. See, this is why it's so important when I talk to you about having the, the, the vision and the, and, and, and the understanding and the truth and the knowledge that I have and so many others like me because we're born-again believers, because we're in, just filled with the Holy Spirit, and we don't take it lightly. You know, it's very serious. I mean, (laughs) there's nothing more serious than this right here, right now, what's going on. But again, you know, if you're not 
attuned to, you know, the Lord God through his son, Jesus Christ, the Bible, all these things I've talked to you about, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. I've talked a million times, and I'll talk a little while here on my show right now. The church has failed miserably. And now, in our supposed representative republic, we the people have no representation at all. I'm telling you, that's the truth. The Republicans hit the floor running when they won this last batch of elections, right? Oh, now we're going to get this and do this and do that. Wait, what happened? See, they got you to vote for them. And now they just sit back on their laurels. You know, you can write to your congressman every day for the rest of your life, and I'll guarantee you it'll change nothing. They giggle all the way to the daggone bank and their dinner parties and everything else like that. Laughing stocks we are. We're the fools. And every election cycle, we get fooled again. I mean, I'd like to see Donald Trump become president again. I really would. My only concern, and I don't think this is the case with him, but it does happen. You know, when you get slighted by somebody or dissed by somebody, however you want to say it, man, you're angry. You're very mad, right? And you can carry that anger for a long time. That's where people say about, you know, <clears throat> people that you're angry at, they don't know it, they don't care, and you're the only one that suffers the, the pain and the sorrow. I just hope that Trump has his emotions in control or under control and he goes about it methodically, just like he did when he was president the first time and doesn't jump back into it haphazardly, you know, shooting from the hip. (laughs) Take aim, Mr. President. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I hope you understand what I mean. So, you know, again, like talking to you about that, what I just talked to you about, we have, and I quote, President Trump, it's a great vindication that feels good. Donald Trump hailing John Durham's report slamming the FBI for pursuing baseless Russian collusion theory in first TV chat since its publication. And he blames sore loser Hillary for fueling false rumors. I believe that 110%. And I believe that not necessarily because I supported Trump at the time, but because that's what the evidence showed. Hey, anybody and everybody gets a fair shake, right? Everybody's got their opportunity. Even the sinner will be able to stand before the Lord God. Good luck with that. But anyways, and state their case, why they believe they were right. So who am I to say different, right? Equal representation under the law. And I looked at what was going on. And it was just so plain to see. But again, that's the Holy Spirit, all right? I mean, you can have a secular mind about things, and that's fine and dandy. There's a lot of good secular minds out there, I guess you could say, that really got their finger on the pulse or their thumb on the pulse, whatever you want to say it. But they're very limited because they don't have the proper vision or understanding or, you know, the real truth. So again, the former president, you know, was blamed for all this stuff. And guess what? Nothing there. (laughs) You know, here I go again, right? Nothing to see, folks. Move along. 
This should never have happened. I guess Trump says that all the time, right? This never should have happened to a to a president or anybody. This, you know, being railroaded like this and spending, I can't even imagine the amount of money they've spent going after him. And, you know, I want to bring up something. Back in 2016, when Trump stood on stage with all these other individuals who were, you know, wanting to get the Republican nod to run for president. And Trump, you know, everybody says it about him or, you know, that hears him and listens to him. Oh, he opens his mouth and he just puts his foot in his mouth, you know, as the saying goes, time and time again. And I never thought the guy was going to make it through the vetting process, you know, of these debates on TV. And yet every week he's still there and he's still there. And he's, you know, you're starting to hear the crowd, you know, in anticipation of his showing up and his answering, you know, and so forth and so on. And I'm watching this going, man, there's something going on here. This is more than just normal, you know, something's going on here. There's something behind this guy or someone, whatever you want to call it. And he just keeps coming through every time. And then, you know, so long story short, guess what? He's president. But he went up against the devil herself, himself, whatever you want to call it. Hillary Clinton is a bona fide um, evil doer. Bonafide to the highest degree. You could take that to the bank. And Trump pounced her, just pounded her on election day. There's something there. And here he is still moving up, moving in, taking, you know, <laughs> taking the bull by the horns. You got to wake up and see what's going on. Because I'll tell you something, these people right now, the left, is they're going deeper and deeper every day into mental illness. They're psychotic, all right? They are psychotic. And, you know, I went to school for psychology, and that don't make me an expert, but I got a whole bunch of psychologists and psychiatrists I read about. And, man, I'll tell you, there's no doubt in their mind, these people are deranged. They're so... there's such a case of tunnel vision that it's a mental illness. It's no longer just a bias. You know, it's a mental illness. And I got to be honest with you, I think every day they wake up and wonder. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how many of them wonder about getting that vaccine and if it's going to kill them too, because hey, I'm telling you right now, and I think part of what's driving them right straight to the loony bin is that vaccine. And they're getting back crazy, as they call it. The people that gave us this COVID-19 and destroyed the presidency of, of President Trump and brought us COVID-19 to do that, in the wake of that and their woke progressive agenda, I think it's throwing them over the cliff. I think that right now what we're seeing is a judgment type thing from God where they're just going loony and they can't stop it. I don't think they know it. Remember I talked about on a couple of shows that mass psychosis 
hypnosis or hypnotic, right? Remember that? See, the thing is, they become, and they always have been, nothing short of useful idiots of the security state. That's all they are. There's many of them. Now, it's not just the, you know, the Looney Tune bin, but there's many of them. And they, they, they support and they protect this security state. But the dirty secret of the security state, you know, they think the elites think they have the secret right now. The dirty secret of the security state is that it's not about the security of the state. That is, you know, of the nation known as the USA. It's about the security of the people running the security state. Does that make sense? <laughs> the agency heads and officers in the intel community and all its spinoffs, the State Department, Justice Department, Defense Department, all their accomplices in Congress and the federal judiciary. They're in control, right? But these loony men, these loony tunes, they think that they're the boss. They don't even realize they're being puppeted. They don't even realize it. But they put up all these safeguards, right? What do they need those for? What are they protecting themselves from? This is what I think. I honestly believe that they are coming to the awareness of the American public is waking up, even those who supported them. Remember I read yesterday or in my last show in Chicago, this one community, 97% of the people voted for Biden wholeheartedly, and they couldn't be more angry right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'd bet you 95% of that 97% would pull the trigger for Trump. This is what I think they're, they're starting to get fearful of, to be honest with you. Because those people, those people, those people like that, man, they put their, you know, heart and soul into this. It's kind of like the Nazis, some of the, you know, boy, I'll tell you, when you want an ardent Nazi, they were it, you know. And when Hitler was going to, you know, or the war was lost, they just went out and committed suicide with no questions asked. There was no way they were going to live life without Hitler and Nazism. That's the way these people are. And right now, I believe that they are aware of the fact that we, the people, well, me always, but, you know, their, their, their former supporters, I should say, are really getting a hard look at the these crimes that have been committed against our nation. It's just an amazing event to watch because all of this is driven by their unbelief to begin with. The bottom line is unbelief, disbelief, throw God out, kumbaya everybody, right? Without God. I quite honestly believe in my heart of hearts, and it's a sad thing to say, because, I mean, they're human beings. Our humanity to each other is, it is what it is, right? You can't deny that. But this whole Russian hoax thing, and I don't know, whatever else with Stormy Daniels, and all this garbage that they, that they harassed Trump with, all came from the security state. 
and the Democratic Party was enlisted as the Praetorian Guard for the security state. And what they would do is, the because the public had to be conditioned to believe any number of things that were the opposite of true, they just parroted the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. When a boxer goes into the ring, right? Or a boxer starts training, and they have those moments of doubt and insecurity and so forth. What's their manager do? What's their coach do? Come on, you can do it. You can do it, you know. And they pump them up, right, till they believe it. It's, it's sort of similar to that. I don't know. Maybe that was a bad analogy. But, you know, they just keep spewing the garbage, spewing the, prop, spewing the propaganda. It's, it's almost like a, a form of torture. Well, <laughs> for some of us, it is torture. <laughs> You know, but then they they believe it, right? Then the hysteria is not going to let up. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to go into different directions at different times because the insanity won't stop. It's like those movies you see where some kind of sound or something, you know, and people holding their ears and it's like, you know, in their brain it's you know they're they're thrashing around trying to make the sound go away and they can't. That's what's happening here. <laughs> I'm not laughing that it's funny, but that's what's happening. And now you got Trump resurging from a thousand attempts to kill him off like some axe murderer or something in a horror movie. And this core of useful idiots is showing signs of just absolute nervous exhaustion. Their front man, the Democratic front man, Joe Biden, and his whole cabal... They've screwed up so many times and just about on every matter of vital interest and at home and abroad. abroad. And now he stands revealed as the head of a racketeering operation that specialized in robbery, bribery, bribery. Yeah, oddly. Here, here, here's the odd part, right? It's Mr. Trump who's been fed into the cogs of the judiciary on a seemingly unending set of <laughs> Mickey, he's called the Marine Corps, Mickey Mouse charges. And there's a fair possibility that none of this is going to work on their behalf, in their favor. Again, there's something about Trump. I, I don't know what it is, folks. I don't know what it is. But there's something about that, you know, the Teflon Don. But the bottom line is this. The Democrats know what's going on. And they know that they're, you know, their arch nemesis, Donald Trump, not just the Republican Party, but Donald Trump. He has declared his intentions to return to power very clearly. He, there's no, you know, ifs, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I do believe if he gets reelected, there's going to be a lot of people in unemployment lines. I can only hope. And I hope there's a lot of pardons because there's a whole lot of people that were unjustly prosecuted. And I hope that prosecutions come come quick. So the the left, believe me when I tell you, is going to continue. It's going to get deeper. It's going to get more desperate. 
And if you know anything about mental illness, the farther into that illness people get, the more batshit crazy they act. (laughs) We got to be in defiance of that. And I mean defiance. Because, you know, it says, you know, in, in the book of Romans, people say, oh, we're supposed to pray for the government and support our government and everything, you know, when you talk about, you know, rallying against the government. Well, Christians aren't supposed to, you know, really? Let's see. How many martyrs were there? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, think about it, people. Come on. Every one of those apostles and every individual that's ever been martyred and put to death by the state government or whatever you want to call it, they all had that same line in the sand. Paul even talks about it, as well as, you know, pray for the government and so forth and so on. Uh, so this part I'm calling ignoring the elephant in the room. So here's CNN. <laughs> Did you see their, their town hall with Trump? I think I talked about it in the last show. That was absolutely stu- stupendous. I loved it. Anyways, they didn't say anything about John Durham's investigation, which says a whole lot. Because that investigation, as I said earlier, tore apart the FBI. And the evidence clearly shows they launched a baseless probe into claims of Trump's collusion with Russia. I'm not surprised. They were among probably the top of all of them who were obsessed with Trump-Russia collusion. They don't want to talk about it. That elephant in the room. But I'll talk about it. I'll keep you informed. Let's look at the insanity of it. Calling this section insanity. Faithless unbelievers. The war against pro-life people of faith is perhaps most evident in healthcare. Many, many, numerous, you know, I mean, we only hear of some. Well, I'm sure there's many more incidences of attacks from Biden and his administration on the religious people of this country. Recently, Biden's Department of Health and Human Services. But, you know, <laughs> this is desperation, insanity, <laughs> desperation. So the Department of Health and Human Services, Biden's, you know, just threatened to strip St. Francis Health System, a Catholic system, hospital system in Oklahoma, which just so happens to be one of the largest in the country. But they want to strip them of their federal funding for refusing to, now listen now, blow out a sanctuary candle in its hospital chapel. So for those of you not familiar with Catholic doctrine, the Catholic Church teaches um, that there has to be a candle lit at all times, kind of like the eternal flame kind of thing, um, which represents the real and comforting presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. 
So the federal government, <laughs> talk about grasping at straws, the federal government seized on the practice as an opportunity to decree that St. Francis must extinguish the sanctuary candle, which they claim poses, get ready, a security threat. That's right, this little candle thing, yeah, okay. Even though the candle in question has been repeatedly approved by the local fire marshal, marshal and the government. So the, the health care system, which he effectively has threatened to shut down, employs no less than at least 11,000 people and cares for more than 400,000 patients per year. They finally walked back their threat. There was a huge public outcry. You see, folks, this isn't about a candle. It has nothing to do with a candle. It's the continuation of years of injecting politics into health care and every other place it doesn't belong, especially religion, Right? And that's all this boils down to. Let's look at the scripture. Let me let the cat in real quick, because she's out there meowing. Hang on. Come on, Gracie. Hi, Grace Kitty. Okay, sorry about that. So... I don't know what to tell you, everybody. I mean, you know, I bring you these stories. I tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Hand on a Bible. You know, it's up to each one of us to act. And remember, I've said before, you know, if you can't act because of whatever, I don't know, you know, pray. Lord knows, pray. Here we're going to call it lies of men and gods. Lies of men and gods. Not God, gods. False gods. So back to a subject we talked about just shortly ago. Sexuality, it has become a very convoluted and debated aspect of our culture right now. Kind of like during the 60s, it became a big topic because, you know, women were coming out and expressing themselves and so forth and so on, and men were loving it. Anyways, but it's become more heated, way more heated, and not necessarily for a good reason or, you know, a benign reason, and it's actually become increasingly volatile. As diversity allows for increasing polarity where sexuality is concerned, Many, many, many show concern for fostering their own rights and those of subsequent generations. In other words, they're trying to change the debate, that that paradigm shift to their own their own view, and everybody follows them. And earlier when I said the LGBTQ and now Officially, P-plus pedophilia. Children, very slowly, have become entangled in the web by both those who defend and exploit them. 
And in this postmodern society where people view and defend truth from different angles, they're quickly caught up in the crossfire. They're children. They don't know what to do. They do what they're told. And this is nothing short of it's going to result in, I don't doubt for one minute, not just damaging, but long-term consequences. Right? Any child who was abused as a child, whether it was physically, mentally, verbally, that stays with you. Ah, coffee. Now, previously we discussed a method of manipulation is the skewing of the concept of love. Right? That that comes from the 60s, too. This, you know, love, peace, love, you know. But few will disagree that over time, the definition of love, it's radically and drastically changed, without a doubt. With physicality having replaced the importance of a heartfelt connection with others, it's easy to see that sex has become confused with affection. In turn, an increased availability of physical titillation encumbers our culture. Many are, well, they're progressively unsatisfied. So now they need an elevated level of deviance, increased use of pornography, and higher demands for sex workers, believe it or not. There's an uh, an intensifying appetite for nefarious sexual exploits And with that comes tactics that are increasingly convoluted and defended by large-scale society. This is is dangerous stuff right now. I want you to really pay attention to what I'm telling you here. A lot of the defenses they use or the defense they use is this is current or in the interest of everybody's civil rights. I don't think so. In fact, I know so. Not in my rights. And in this morass of, you know, exploitation are the innocents, the little children. This expanding room for diversity paves the way for certain factions to move to a center stage. And very, 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 very sad to say, they're demanding to be recognized as having an orientation with equal rights. Now they're at a point on center stage with the issue of pedophilia. And they want to frame his or her illness as an orientation. See how they change it? They did the same thing with homosexuality in general. But of course, you know, men. And then the women came. And then the other letters showed up, right? You see how it works? And it becomes no more a sickness or an evil sin or a deviant behavior. It now becomes an orientation. Listen. (laughs) Remember I said I, you know, sometimes read on psychiatric stuff or, you know, psychology and so forth. Well, the American Psychiatric Association 
according to them, since 1968, pedophilia has been considered a psychiatric disorder. So it would seem that the normalization of it is contradictory to a a healthy society, right? But sad to say, it's beginning to occur. Many are working, many, and I mean when I say many, I mean many, are working to rename the condition in a more, good Lord help me, I can't believe I have to talk about this, in a more politically correct, non-threatening way. You see how they do it? Listen, I'm laying this out for you. You know, the enemy laid his battle plans on the table, and I'm trying to tell you what they're doing. And as a servant and a soldier of the Lord, y'all need to be standing up. Now, they got a few terms. One in particular I noticed was MAP, M-A-P. It's in capital letters. It stands for Minor Attracted Person. And under that heading, and others like it, this attraction, again, is asserted as an orientation. I can't express enough or, you know, emphasize enough. This is a vital distinction because, um, please hear me, because if pedophilia is a psychiatric disorder, the pedophilia becomes obligated to obtain treatment or attempt to overcome the desire. Now, with that being said, as an orientation, pedophilia stands to become embraced. And believe me, I'll tell you, it's, it's moving in that direction pretty quick. And our children will be targeted by pressure to engage in relationships that their minds and emotions aren't ready to encounter. This is irreversible damage and lifelong This on top of, you know, are you a boy or a girl kind of stuff and whatever else, sharing bathrooms and locker rooms and blah, blah, blah. And and now they add this. People, God's going to judge this world. Ooh, let me tell you, and it is coming. It's coming, coming, coming. And there is no way to get away from it. No, you're not going to escape this one. Oh, nay, nay. Oh, nope, nope, nope. And again, as I always say, I cannot emphasize enough. We the believers, we the body, we the church, we the quote-unquote children born again of God. It is our sworn duty and obligation to stand up and defend the children, to stand up and defend the unborn, to stand up and defend this nation. People shed their blood, men, women, and children, in defense of what this nation stood for or stands for. There can't be any questions about it. There are no questions. They're not legitimate. We're soldiers and, and, and warriors of the true and only living God. All others are fakes, liars, deceivers, evildoers, on and on. 
Every single time you listen to my show and every single time I talk about these things, it is the one opportunity at this very moment you're going to have to change your life if you haven't already. If you haven't already repented of your sins and, 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 and just humbled yourself and literally begged the Lord God to forgive you and help you to become a new man, a new creation, to help you learn and grow in the reconciliation with him again through his son, Jesus Christ. This is your chance and your opportunity. Every single one of my shows. Don't wait for tomorrow. Sadly to say, the world's filled with tomorrows that never came for many people. It happens every day. Don't be caught in that group. So again, pray, 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 pray. Never give up hope. Never stop trying. Always keep moving forward, knowing that Jesus, the Lord God, are before you. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> kind of funny. Wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. But you know what? This is what we got. So, let's be strong, bold, and brave. Amen and amen. We'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye. <laughs>